The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, and thank you for the people joining me on the Facebook live stream. I just have to give you guys a quick, well, let me see if I can do this without knocking everything over. You see, look, I got my little Conscious Consultant banner uh, behind us. Um, there on the door, but my head's going to block it through most of the show. <laughs> so I hope you had a great week. You're in store for a wonderful double header today. Yes, you get me for two full hours. Isn't that awesome? Um, and so, you know what? Actually, this week um, is the schedule for me to do one of my me-only shows, uh, Based on the suggestion of my trusty engineer, Rob, who said, you know, you should do more just you. Because I usually just do them when my uh, uh, guest cancels at the last minute. Um, and so I've been starting to do it. So once a month, you're going to catch me, just me, talking about great stuff you want to hear about. So uh, today is one of those days. So my regular show, it's happening now, is uh, just going to be me and you, my wonderful listeners and then the second hour i have some amazing amazing guests going to be in studio with me so make sure you stay tuned for both hours we're going to switch the cameras uh, on the so if you're watching on the facebook live stream and you're going to switch over you know there's going to be a second video starting for the second hour all right well let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from abraham let's see what they have in store for us today first from the universe would you mind if we filmed you for our latest documentary called life rocks it's a piece we're doing for the angel network here you are by far the most logical choice 
not because your life already rocks, but because you came from behind to be who you are today. And because everyone in this unseen has long been whispering about the hotly anticipated arrival of your new million person army of followers who are inspired. Shh, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like, yeah, this one's really appropriate for me today since you guys just got me. You know, how the, the quotes are usually so apropos for my guests, but today it's about me. So, yes, universe, you can make the documentary about my life. Um, and, yeah, it is a lot of coming from behind um, because my life has been kind of an interesting one. And I guess I'll start sharing a little bit more um, as it relates to whatever our topic happens to be of the day. But as you guys know, you know, my path has been a very twisty, turny, windy kind of path, um, not so much a straight line. And it took quite a lot for me to get to where I am today being your conscious consultant. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. <laughs> Another one. You create yourself from the components of this time-space reality. Did, you did not come from another planet. For most of you, it is slightly easier to believe that some spaceship came in from another planet and dropped you off, and now you've really got it going good. And the same spacious, spaceship also brought, oh no... That's the Noah's Ark story. Two of everybody else. So now, and now, and so now, you've got the same problem with this story that you do with Noah's Ark. It must have been a smelly boat. How did all those species get on it? And where did they come from? You see, Abraham. <laughs> well, you know, Abraham, I think having a little fun with us today, kind of relating those of us who, and I admit it, I, I am guilty as charged. There are many, many times when I've felt that like I definitely come from another planet because I just felt like there are times when I'm so out of place in this world where who I am as a person and how I show up, it just doesn't jive with today's society, with how, you know, my parents raised me, with how materialistic and money-centered and, and, and how just like, well, this is it and there's nothing else. That kind of never really jived with me so much. And and yeah, I, I, I really do feel deep in, in the center of my soul that, you know, I, my soul has lived many, many, many lifetimes. And, I, and I've been on quite a long journey that brought me here from someplace else. Where that someplace else is, God only knows. But yes, um, it probably was a very smelly spaceship that brought it because I've met so many people who feel the same. I mean, it's amazing how and, and you know, you, you've probably heard of them, the star seeds, the crystal children, the, the, the indigos who don't quite seem to fit in. And I just want to honor all those people because I'm with you. Um, I'm the misfits. You know, there's a reason why movies like Animal House were so popular. You know, what is Animal House? Animal House is a story of all the misfits on campus. 
and 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 the Goonies, and uh, the, there's an un, a never-ending list of movies about a group of kids or people that come together who are the misfits, who are the the unusual ones, you know, who are the strange ones, and that resonates with so many of us, because let's face it. There are a lot more people who feel disenfranchised, who feel like they don't fit in, than feel like they do fit in. And if you even talk to the people who, who apparently are like the ones who do fit in, even they in their hearts don't feel like they fit in that much. So, you know, we all have this sense of like things aren't quite right here and that we're not really meant to be in this kind of a world and the reason why is because we inherently know that there is something that is not quite in alignment with our heart with our bodies with our souls even with our minds you know things don't make sense and, and it's so funny because the more and more deeply we look at things the more we look at, even if you want to be a hard-nosed scientist, great. Be a critical hard-nosed scientist. Let's really look at the structure of this universe, shall we? You know, for all those people say, oh, this airy-fairy stuff, there's nothing to it. Okay, yeah, let's take a hard-nosed look at the structure of the universe, at the, at the latest research in physics, what is physics? Physics is the study of physical reality. So the first thing is, all right, let's deal with the basic building blocks of this universe. What are the basic building blocks, right? Molecules. What are molecules made of? Atoms. What are atoms made of? Electrons, protons, neutrons. Wonderful. What are electrons, protons, and neutrons made up? Oh, we got all these kinds of now these subatomic quark particles and quarks and leptons and and, and neutrinos and like all these things. And what are those made of? Well, we're not really quite sure because the deeper and deeper we look and the closer and closer as our technology gets better and better to be able to look at what truly are the basic building blocks of the universe, guess what? the less and less there's there. I mean, first of all, if you're even just going to deal on the atomic level, 99.999% of an atom is empty space, okay? So let's face it, you, me, the lamppost, the car, the, 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 the plane, the chair, it's 99.999% empty space. But even if you look at that 0.001%, that doesn't seem to be empty space. Well, the interesting thing about it is sometimes it acts like a discrete particle and sometimes it acts like a wave. And sometimes it's affected by some things and sometimes it's not. And the probability that it's going to be in a certain place at a certain time is just a probability. It's not actually there. And that actually when we give our attention to something, that then we're affecting the physical matter and then it's more likely to actually be there. Did anybody's mind just get blown? Do you understand? <laughs> like physical reality is much less solid than we think it is. And you think all this airy-fairy stuff has no grounding in science or reality? Actually, 
the more developed our science becomes, the more it actually validates all the mystical, spiritual, quote-unquote supernatural stuff that indigenous cultures and we have known for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You know, we all think we're so smart and, oh, we know how things work and this is a mechanical universe. And if you, you put A into slot B, that C is going to come out the other end. Well, yeah, it might seem like that on a certain level. But actually, the truth is, as we look deeper and deeper and deeper, it's not so mechanical. The Newtonian physics is being not only disproven, but shown how inadequate it is for describing the way the universe actually runs. So if you think, you know, all this woo-woo stuff is so crazy and so out there, wonderful. I love it. I went to the Bronx High School of Science, man. We were taught to be critical. We were taught to use the scientific method. Well, God damn it, if you're going to be critical, use the scientific method. Really do your research. Don't just superficially dismiss things. Really look at, well, how do things actually work? And if it sounds like, oh, no, nah, that, that's nonsense. That's this and that. Well, you know what? Wonderful. Don't believe a word I say. Don't believe a word anyone says. Test it for yourself. Use the scientific method. See if it actually works for you or not. You know, if you think like just thinking positive thoughts has no effect on your body, on your relationships, or on your life, I dare you, I double dare you, I triple dare you to go on a diet and only think positive thoughts for three weeks and see what happens. And you tell me, you get back to me and you tell me what happened during those three weeks. Did anything shift in your life? Did anything change? Ooh, and we got a great quote from Kai on the Facebook live stream. Science does not make sense without consideration for consciousness. Ooh, Kai, I would love to know where that quote is from. But that's a great one. There's a wonderful, wonderful movie, if you don't think consciousness has an effect on physical reality, called What the Bleep Do We Know? That came out years and years ago. That talks about some of the latest scientific research. And it's got some real brainiacs in that movie. So if you don't think that there is something more to this physical reality, and believe me, I know, <laughs> my mom is probably one of the most ardent materialists you'll ever meet. Yet, at the same breath, she'll say, well, when your time is up, your time is up. <laughs> and she's 98 years old, so her time's not up yet. But, you know, it's so funny. We're so full of these contradictions. And we so think we know so much, yet we're afraid to challenge ourselves. We're afraid to truly take to the logical conclusion the things that we hold and we believe in. And I just want to, oh, man, a big shout out to everyone joining us on the live stream. Jonathan, Lee, Jennifer. Ah, yes, Jennifer, thank you. We are the creative looking for to find a way to belong. The truth is, Jennifer, we all belong to ourselves. 
we all belong. Ah, Denise, thank you for watching. I appreciate it. And I will see you later. And Laurie, thank you for, for joining in on the Facebook live stream. And of course, Kai, um, our, my, our fellow uh, talkradio.nyc host of our Daily Magic, which if you're waiting later on to listen for our Daily Magic today, like our schedule has shifted a little bit. And now our Daily Magic airs on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. So I highly recommend you tune into her show then. But you guys are lucky because at 1 p.m. today, you get to hear me even more with some amazing guests. So two amazing, wonderful, stupendous, outrageous quotes of the day all about me. And I hope you can relate to them because we are more related than you think. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about our main topic for today, which is about meaning making and how the meaning that we create in our lives really creates our lives. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your, your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time to 1 p.m. Eastern. And we have a special broadcast, a doubleheader uh, edition coming up. I'll also be doing another show immediately following this one at 1 p.m. So today we're talking, oh, and I just want to welcome Kevin on the Facebook live stream. And Kai, thank you. We are all alone together. Yes, absolutely. Um. So today we're going to be talking about how we make meaning in our lives. And for those of you who aren't subscribed to our newsletter, shame on you. Go immediately to talkradio.nyc and subscribe for our newsletter. Um, but I do a blog post in the newsletter, which comes out twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
And so the blog post this morning is about meaning making. So I thought I would start off by sharing the blog post for all of you who did not receive the newsletter. Again, shame on you. Go to talkradio.nyc, sign up right now, and then come back and continue listening. Okay. Um, so here, uh, let's start off. From the moment we are born, we begin to create stories around our experiences. We start to label events as good or bad. We then reflect on those judgments and make them mean something. We're a bad person because uh, someone, something we didn't like happened to us. Life is good because we got something we wanted. People love me because they give me attention. The world sucks because somebody hurt me. All of these thoughts are stories that may not have anything to do with the factual events. These stories hold great power over us as we make significant meaning from them about our lives. I'm worthless. I can't do anything right. I'm a failure. These stories soon become our identity and we unconsciously find ways to live into these identities. My life is blessed. I always find a way. I can do anything I set my mind to. It doesn't matter if these stories support us or disempower us. They still have great power over us. These stories soon become programs we run over and over in our heads as we encounter new situations. The truth of these beliefs become apparent in our experience. Yet they are only true because we believe in them and we have made so much meaning from them. The most important key to using this to our advantage is that it is all made up. We create the meaning behind all these programs and we can change the meaning if we wish. A black cat walking in front of us can no longer mean that something bad will happen to us but that animals love us. The challenges we face are not because we are no good, but because we are stronger than we know. Our life is no longer dependent on the stories we created a long time ago. We can create new stories with new meanings every single day. We, we can make new meanings of everything in our life that truly supports and empowers us. So what stories and meanings have you made from your life that you want to make a new meaning from? Okay. So let's get into this. Meaning making. What do we mean by meaning making? Look, life happens, right? We pop out of the womb. Sometimes it takes a long time to pop out. Sometimes we pop out pretty quickly. And for the vast majority of us, what's the first thing we experience? Someone gives us a slap on the tuchus and we start to breathe. Sometimes if we have more enlightened parents, maybe we, we get birthed into a pool of water. Sometimes there's a doula present or a midwife. So we all have a slightly different birthing experience. Some of us were born in the back of a cab on the way to the hospital. I mean, for me, I was actually kind of lucky because uh, I was born in the middle of a snowstorm and my mom couldn't get a cab to take her to the hospital. So she actually had to walk down and, and take a bus or a subway to Mount Sinai 
to get to the hospital. Luckily, I didn't get born on the subway, even though I've been riding the subways like uh, for for the like five uh, four fifths of my life or more. Um, and and we all come out in in sort of different environments. And from the time that we start to develop our first bit of self-awareness, typically, I don't know. I mean, I like to believe it happens within our first year of life. And for those of you who don't know, um, you know, Elizabeth Trippin in her show, Nourish the Soul, it talked a lot about the chakra system and how it relates to feelings and emotions. So one of the things that I'd been taught in my traditions is that each chakra develops through our first, our years of life. So the first chakra, the root chakra, develops from year zero to one, from you know time zero to our first birthday. The second chakra to second sacral chakra is from our first birthday to the second birthday. Our, our solar plexus from second to third. Our, our uh, chest from third to fourth, et cetera, et cetera, up to the crown chakra. So, but really the root chakra is where we start to really have our own sense of identity, our own kind of knowing that we're here a bit. And uh, some people may argue with that, you know, for some people it may happen sooner or others later. But we get this sense of ourselves, of, of our consciousness, and our consciousness is basically our body, our soul, our energy's way of interpreting the awareness we have of the feelings that come to us. Something feels hot, it feels cold. What does that mean? Something feels wet. As one of my teacher likes to explain it, there's a difference between experiencing water by like jumping in a pool or going into the ocean and the concept or the word water. So our consciousness says water. Okay, water is a word. But our awareness is what actually experiences water when we're in a pool. A little bit of a difference there. So our consciousness actually is interpreting the feelings that we, are, that we have an awareness of. And as soon as we start interpreting things, suddenly there's an opportunity to bring meaning or to bring quote-unquote judgment into the situation. Now, one thing that I want everybody to keep in mind, everything that we experience is an interpretation. Hot, cold, colors, sensations, feelings. Because the brain, which is the central processing unit of our bodies, does not directly experience anything. Everything comes through our five or six senses. When we see something, light is coming in through our eyeballs. It gets translated via the retina into these electrical pulses, which then gets interpreted by the occipital lobe in our brains. So when we see something, we're not ever actually directly experiencing what we're seeing. It's all an interpretation. So what I think is green is an interpretation. What Rob thinks is green is an interpretation. What Sophie and Elizabeth think is green is all an interpretation. And we may think we're th seeing the same color when in reality it could be slightly different for each of us. 
you know, some people are colorblind uh, or like, you know, see different shades of colors in different ways. You know, how do they know that? It, it, you know, certain things, certain communication has to happen. Even communication. Look, sound. Sound is all an interpretation in the eardrum. Then it beats this little thing and then it get, turns into vibrations. I mean, it all eventually turns into electrical impulses that go to the brain. Right? Everything is an interpretation of our experience. Now, what our consciousness does is now takes these impulses, takes these interpretations, and then adds a layer on top of that that initially starts with judgment. That very, very basic, basic judgment this is good, this is bad. This is good, this is bad. Right? And it starts with pain. When we experience pain, and pain can be a lot, a lot, a lot of different things. Pain is bad. We don't like feeling pain. Pain is uncomfortable. Pain tells us we got to get the hell out of here and run before the tiger eats us. And then there's pleasure. Pleasure feels good. We like pleasure. We have pain and pleasure. We have good and bad. And then all of a sudden, these two things, which are our primary judgments, quote-unquote, start to create this whole internal world that we live in. And this internal world is unique to every single one of us. And when we come back from break, we're going to start to explore how this internal world made from things that are good, these judgments, good and bad, how that then turns into meaning, that then turns into the programs that runs our life. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest today is me and you. So please, if you have questions, if you want to share anything, call in at 877-480-4120 or comment on in the comment section of the Facebook live stream. Welcome, Lay, Dell, Itzhak, uh, former guest on my show, Itzhak Birian, amazing shaman. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Thank you all my uh, Facebook Live viewers. Um, if you want to catch the video, you'll find it on facebook.com slash S-A-M-W-Y-Z, Samwise, which is a nickname that I've had since junior high school because in junior high school I had a friend who was a graffiti artist and, and my tag name was Samwise175, which you've probably never seen anywhere. Um, so I, I, I still kind of, uh, it was a fun time and it was a very creative time. So I like keeping Samwise around. Also Samwise, the character from Lord of the Rings, the faithful gardener. I kind of like Samwise as a character. Um, so we're talking about meaning making. So, uh, you know, I was talking last segment about how, you know, our primal experience of life, our consciousness has a tendency to immediately put these values of good and bad on. So what happens when we do this? Our parents are caught up in their own world. They have their own experiences. They're dealing with their own stuff. We want a toy. Our parents are concerned about paying the rent or, or getting enough food on the table or how are they going to send us to college when we're old enough? And they have a sense of lack. So they don't buy us the toy because, oh, I can't get you the toy right now. I don't have the money. And we th interpret that meaning mommy or daddy doesn't love us because they won't give us what we want. That is making meaning from something that actually has nothing to do with the real reason why they didn't buy the toy. It is not that they didn't love us. It was because they loved us that they didn't give us the toy because they were thinking of other things. And that we, in our limited perspective, cannot see things from their perspective because we're just different people. We just can't. It's impossible. You know, we can come close, but we can't. Our parents may also deny us certain things because they know it's not good for us, like having candy for breakfast, right? They know, like, you're going to get a bunch of cavities, you're going to get a stomachache later on, it's not going to be good for you. Like, no, 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 I want the cotton candy. No, 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 you really don't want the cotton candy, you just don't know that you don't want the cotton candy. So from this young, innocent, in some ways immature perspective, we start to make all these stories around things that happen. And it's not just about what happens with mommy and daddy, although mommy and daddy are sort of the primary relationships that we have at a young age. And for those of you who don't had, did not have a mommy and daddy growing up, maybe you just had a mommy who was both your mommy and daddy, or you just had a daddy who was both your daddy and mommy. Of you who don't had did not have Ooh, a mommy and you see and daddy. Where, where the universe is, is like telling us, yes, make that point again. Our primary internal relationships are that with the archetypal mother and father. They're an internal relationship. And those internal relationships are formed by the mother and father figure that we had at a young age. And it may not be our actual mother or father. It depends who we had the relationship with. Many immigrant families, the grandparents take care of the kids at a young age. So maybe the mother and father archetypes are your grandparents. 
Or as I said before, maybe the father wasn't around. Maybe the parents were divorced. Maybe they never got married. Maybe the father got killed in a war or something happened. So the mother had to play both the roles of mother and father. Or maybe you had an older brother who um, ended up stepping into the role of the father figure for you. Or vice versa. Maybe you only had a father and the mother disappeared. And it's like, where's mommy? Mommy doesn't love me. Daddy has to be both mother and father. And let's face it, how many men in this world are good at being mothers? <laughs> Very few. And then most of them are gay. So these primary relationships really dictate how we see things. Now, look, I'm a big believer in taking judgment out of things. But it's perfectly normal and natural, and it's something that we have to learn over time. But when we make judgments, this is good, this is bad, that immediately goes to so-and-so loves me, so-and-so hates me. The world is good, the world is bad. We immediately start to generalize out. And then what happens is we generalize out, and then we bring it back to ourselves. Why is this person mean to me? There must be something wrong with me for them to be mean with, to me. There must be something wrong with me for the world to cause me so much pain. And then we start to reflect it inside. And, I'm not, and all of a sudden, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I am fundamentally flawed because such and such happened. And thus, the concept of original sin is born. Not from any supernatural thing, but from our own interpretation of the world. I do not believe in original sin. There is no reason for that shaming. It is our own critical nature of ourselves telling us there's something wrong with us, which is a misinterpretation of the events that have happened in our lives. And the reason why it's a misinterpretation is because we are making meaning from an event without having all the facts, without ha being able to see things from different perspectives. Because nothing happens in a vacuum. Nothing ever happens for just one reason or because of just one thing. It's much more complex than that. It is so complex that there actually is no rhyme or reason for how we make this meaning, ultimately. Yes, it's good or bad. But some people may interpret things one way and somebody else having the exact same experience will interpret the experience another way. Something on the one hand where somebody who maybe doesn't have such a strong ego will interpret as, oh, there's something wrong with me, I'm bad, I'm, I'm evil, I'm no good. Somebody else will interpret as, oh, it's just a challenge. Oh, I can deal with this. Oh, it's just going to make me stronger. There's a very famous quote. I believe it's from Viktor Frankl, but I'm not 100% sure. If I'm wrong, please correct me on the Facebook live stream. Let me know. But Viktor Frankl, in his book, in Search, Man in Search of Meaning, he was a psychologist or psychiatrist who was in the concentration camps during World War II. And he was studying and paying attention to how people made meaning in some of the most horrific situations. 
And what he found was, even in these horrific situations, yes, people made some awful meanings, but people also made some very good and uplifting meanings. And I believe this quote comes from him. Life has no meaning except the meaning we give it. Let me say that again, because this is very profound and very empowering. Life has no meaning except for the meaning we give it. Think about that for a minute. Well, what do you mean? You mean, you know, because my, my girlfriend ran out of me and slabbed the door on me, that doesn't mean she doesn't love me? And the answer is yes, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean anything. It just means she slammed the door and walked out on you because that's how she was feeling in that moment. Oh, you mean, you mean that guy who was supposed to marry me and, and we, we were engaged and then he like met somebody else and, and ran away with somebody else? It, it doesn't mean that, that like he's an asshole? No, it doesn't mean he's an asshole. It just means he was caught up in his own stuff. And you do not have the ability to see things clearly from your perspective. Because maybe you were as unemotionally available to him as he was to you. Life has no meaning except the meaning we give it. So, if this is true, what your conscious consultant says, so then why the hell don't we give ourselves empowering meanings to everything? Why don't we take all of the meanings we have ever made around anything in our life, and if it did not serve us, throw it out, and let's make a new meaning from it. That every challenge in our life happened because we were strong enough to meet that challenge, and our soul, on a higher level, knew that that challenge was exactly what we needed to grow. And that what we would learn from that challenge would enable us to serve other people who had the exact same challenge. That in the end, all those horrible, awful, painful, gut-wrenching experiences we have had throughout our life that actually made us who we are today were actually the exact experiences we needed to be who we are today. If anyone has ever taken my spoon bending workshop or any of my workshops or have worked with me at all, you know one of my favorite exercises to do is to reserve judgment on what happens to us in our life. And it sounds like this big task, this, this huge thing that, oh, I could never possibly do that. My mind is just doing it every day, every second, all the time. Can't just totally stop judgment. So this is what I say, because you know me, I love baby steps. I love breaking things down to simple, little, easy to do stuff. How about just for today, this thing that happened to you today we reserve judgment on it, whether it's a good or bad thing, or we don't make meaning of it right away, let's just say for 24 hours, okay? Let's just put it off for today. Can we do that? Can we just say for today, like, okay, someone stepped on my foot in the subway. I'm not going to say whether that's good or bad. I'll reserve judgment on it just for today. Let me see what happens tomorrow. 
All right, can we do that? Just 24 hours. Just put it off 24 hours. And you know what happens if you can put it off for just 24 hours? You know what you say tomorrow? You say, you know what? Let me just put it off. I'm still not quite sure. Let me just put it off until tomorrow. You see, instead of just making it this huge thing, instead of making this meaning that we're asking ourselves to do this huge task, let's make the meaning of, well, you know what? I can put off making meaning for just a day. Right? We can put off anything for a day. We're great procrastinators. I'm an amazing procrastinator. I can put things off for a whole week. But just for today, let's not put any judgment on anything. Let's not say whether it's good or bad. Let's just wait until tomorrow because tomorrow we might have a different perspective. And the day after that we'll have a different perspective. And you know what happens eventually? A month, a year five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, our perspective on that event, which at the time we were going through, it was the most gut-wrenching, awful, horrible thing that we would never wish upon our worst enemy. We can now look upon it and say, oh my God, oh my God, I had so much fun back then. Oh, it was an amazing experience. I grew so much. I learned so much from it. And you know what? That experience made me the conscious consultant. Oh, thank God for that experience I had 20 years ago. Yet 20 years ago, we thought, oh. So, the secret to making meaning? Put it off. <laughs> Put it off as best we can for just 24 hours. If we can do that, then we can start to really make magic. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about exactly how to make magical meanings. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour all about meaning making. And so, you know, we talked about how last segment about, you know, this these judgments we have of good and bad and all this kinds of stuff about how to put it off for just 24 hours. And that that way we can then start to really make magic. You see, first thing is, we've got to be conscious of the fact that we are making meaning from what's going on in our lives. And that's when we have to kind of take a pause, step back, take a breath, feel in our bodies how we feel in the moment, and say like, hmm, what's going on here? And when something triggers us, and triggers are wonderful. You know, a lot of people don't like to be triggered. I love to be triggered, not necessarily in the moment, but I love to be triggered because then it shows me where my work is. It shows me where I've made meaning around something where I need to make a different meaning or change things around. So when we get triggered, it calls up a feeling. And then we want to go back and, hmm, this is a familiar feeling. When have I felt like this before? When I ever felt like people don't care about me? When have I ever felt like people treat me like shit? When have I ever felt like, you know, angry? And we go back and we find that energetic pattern. Because what happens is when we make meaning around something and then we start to live into it and we believe it and because we believe it, we live into it and we create it more and more in our lives, it's never just one thing. It happens over and over and over and over again in our life. So we go back and we start to unravel and we start to follow the breadcrumbs back to find where did we originally make this meaning. And if we can't find the original one, it doesn't matter. As long as we find one breadcrumb that makes sense to us, like, oh, I'm making this meaning from this type of incident. When a woman does this to me or a man does that or, or when this happens in general, to me it means this. And once we recognize that, it gives us an opportunity to say, wait a minute, is that really true? From an objective, third-party, non-emotional point of view, is the meaning I am making from this actually true? And the answer to that is always no. Unless it's an empowering meaning. In that case, it's yes. Because as I said before, if life has no meaning except the meaning we give it, then everything that happens to us happens for our own good. There is this concept, and there's a whole book written about it, called Pronoia how the universe is actually conspiring for our good constantly. And I'm a deep believer in that. The universe is constantly conspiring for our own good, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. That's why we wait 24 hours. But if we can go back and look at everything that happened, no matter how horrendous, no matter how awful, Again, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes the pain is so deep and so strong, we can't make a positive meaning from it in the moment. That's okay. Be gentle. Be kind to ourselves. Give ourselves some time to be able to 
say, okay, breathe. Let's give it some time. Let's get some perspective from it. Right? We have a very different perspective of our lives from age 10 to age 20 to age 30 to age 40 to age 50. So the more we can see that we actually have a limited perspective, the more we can say, okay, I know what's going on here. I'm going to assume it's for my own good. I'm going to assume that in some way this is building me up. This is helping me. This is, this is making me stronger. Or perhaps this is turning me into the person that will help others with the exact same issue, with the exact same experience. Because sometimes it isn't always all about ourselves. And sometimes we inherit, inherent, inherit all these things from our parents and grandparents and our ancestors. And because we're the ones. And how do I know that we're the ones? Because you're listening to this broadcast. And if you weren't listening to this broadcast, this message would not be for you. But you're listening to it. So that means this message is for you. We're here not just for ourselves. We're here for our families, for our ancestors, for our tribes, for our communities, for this world. And sometimes we have a lot to deal with because our ancestors went through so much. And you're like, Sam, but how do I know what my ancestors went through? How, how, how could I, you know, get to that at all? Very simple. We have DNA in our bodies. Do you know how many generations old your DNA is? Thousands of years old, millions of years old. You have in your body a, a cellular record of things that have happened to your ancestors going back so many generations we're not even sure. I know from a spiritual perspective, certain generations, certain spiritual uh, practices say um, the quote-unquote karma or the lessons go back nine generations. Nine generations is pretty far. All right, let's just, just say, you know, let's just use that number. That sounds like a nice number. Nine generations back. Now, I don't know about you. You know, my family, you know, I'm brought up Jewish. You know, I was lucky. My, my grandparents came over before World War II happened. But even before that, we chased around village to village. I don't know much about my great-grandparents. I know nothing about my great-great-grandparents. And I know nothing about anybody before then. But just because I consciously, intellectually don't know doesn't mean I don't have that energetic pattern in some subtle ways locked inside my body. And so if I'm dealing with something that is completely out of left field, that makes no sense to me, that, that I feel has nothing to do with me, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it happens, has to do with my great, 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 great grandfather or mother and what they had to deal with. So, but if I'm the one dealing with it now, if I'm the one bringing consciousness to it, if I'm the one bringing the light to it, if I'm the one unraveling this pattern, that means I chose before I came into this physical body that I chose to be the one to do this. 
and that it is an honor and a privilege for me to be the one to do that. It is not a burden. It is not a punishment. It is an honor and a privilege for me to go through whatever I need to go through to heal this once and for all in my family lineage. And by healing this in my family lineage, I can help others to heal it in their family lineage. I can bring a, a different perspective to other people who, who are dealing with the exact same things and don't even realize it. The entire universe is conspiring for our good. Check out the book, Pronoia. It's an amazing, wonderful, wonderful book. Some people are paranoid. They think the whole universe is out to get them. I believe in the exact opposite. The whole universe is here to serve us. And because it is here to serve us, nothing happens except for our own good. And just because we can't see it in the moment does not mean it is not there. Let's give ourselves all a present. And because me, your conscious consultant, if, if you can't believe it for any other reason, believe it because I'm telling you this is true, okay? Everything that happens in your life is happening to serve you. Let's all start making new meanings from everything in our life. It's not about our parents didn't love us or not. It's not about that we're not good enough or not. It's not about any of those things that disempower us, that tear us down, that make us feel less than what we are. It was all put in place a gazillion years ago so that we could evolve exactly how we are evolving to this point so that we can help with the unfoldment of consciousness, of reality, and we can serve the world better than we have ever served it before. So, did you enjoy today's shows? Do you like this idea of me you know, doing a show completely on my own? Let me know. Give me some feedback. You can email me at sam at talkradio.nyc. You can see my website, and there'll be a new website coming out soon, as soon as Adam finishes working on it. Um, but you can check out the existing one. It's theconsciousconsultant.com. And of course, please interact with me on the Facebook live stream. And stay tuned. There's another Conscious Consultant Hour immediately after this one. Oh my God, you guys are so lucky. And we got some amazing guests in studio, so please stay with us. And a special, special guest calling in. You're not going to want to miss this guy. So stay with us. I will see you and talk to you in about three and a half minutes. See you then. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. 
Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on the show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.